Hello, babes and trolls, kids and queers. Welcome to Millenniagram, the Enneagram podcast your pastor definitely won't be recommending. Together, we are here to learn a little self-deprecation, a little integration, and together, dig ourselves out of our goddamn ditches. Let's get into it. All right, what's up? Babes and Trolls, it's Garbage Oprah, a.k.a. Hannah Posh is my actual name. And I'm here today with um, one of my favorite humans on this godforsaken planet. And we are going to talk about one of my favorite numbers on this godforsaken planet. Um, Favorite number to flirt with on the internet. Um, We're going to talk about fives today. And my guest is seminarian and audiophile... Malia Anderson, what's up? What's up? Hey, Fran. Hi. I'm so excited that you're here today. Um, Stoked. Because Let's do this. I want you to. I want you to just like share all of the intricacies of your analytical little brain with us today. Won't give away like, all my secrets, but I'll give away some. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I gotta. I gotta let you stay mysterious a little bit. Oh please (laughs) (laughs) um hey so tell me a little bit about your um your journey with understanding your number or identifying it and um what is it about being a five that that resonates with you uh okay so uh I actually didn't get into, like, the Enneagram and stuff until I started, like, following you and Emily Joy and Hannah Schaefer. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. So, thank thank the squad. Um, <laughs> and it's it's been really cool uh, as I started, you know, doing all the reading and, like, kind of diving face first into this as any good five would. Um, as one I, does, right. I, I was reading, like, an article or something, and it was talking about, like, uh, compartmentalizing, like, and categorizing literally every piece of your life and seeing all of your life as this, like, one giant data set for you to, like, sort through. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that is, I, I feel attacked. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, damn, I guess, I guess I should, you know, there may be something to this. Let me figure out more of it and see what else there is to to engage with right um so your entire life is a data set is what you're telling me oh yeah all of it like without without fail <laughs> without fail um we're gonna have to get into how you bring that energy to your playlist making but we'll get there oh my gosh okay yeah um so Let's talk about this, though. How do you feel like your um, experience of being a five is affected by um, your cultural experience, your particular upbringing, et cetera? Oh, shit. Okay. So I... Hmm. So it's, it's interesting when I started to, like, get into, like, the literature on fives. Um, I kind of started to, like, a, I was relieved um, because there was suddenly this realization that, like, wait, I'm not, like, just an anomaly from, you know, quote-unquote, like, standard black folks, um, especially in a lot of, like, uh, black communities. Like, I was born uh, into, like, a super Pentecostal church. So there's there's always this, like, environment and this... Um, almost expectation of being like super responsive to stuff and being um, very, very open and forward with like the things that I'm thinking and feeling. And I was just never that way. Um, And so it was nice to finally have kind of something tell me like, no, that's not like you being like a screw up or whatever. It's just like the way you are. You're not broken. Yeah. Like I'm not broken. That's nice. Um, (laughs) because <laughs> in a lot of those circles, it's, it's very much the expectation that, um, you know, even if you, like, feel something, like, I, I'm a four-wing, so I do actually have a lot of feelings, um, but I I don't express them often or, um, 
especially in environments that I'm like not comfortable with, which is most environments. <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's often been hard to like navigate those kinds of spaces um, without feeling like I'm, you know, not contributing to stuff in the way that I should. Oh, like somehow you are withholding or um, not expressing yourself enough. Right. Like, is that sort of the vibe that you would feel? Yeah, like, it's... I'm trying to, like, think of, like, an anecdote or something. Um, Oh, okay. So, uh, I don't know how many of you, like, will understand this or get this. Um, But in, like, old school, like, Pentecostal churches, there's this thing called Terry Services, where basically you're, like, standing at the front of the church, like, uh, you know, and... The elders are praying for you, and often there's the 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 church and like the tradition operates with this expectation that we can um, continue to like wait and like kind of press in, so to speak, uh, and like wait for the spirit to move, um, whether it be on a person to like receive a gift or to like do something um, in your life, and a lot of times that the evidence of those gifts or the evidence of those movements would be like this outward expression. And that was just never, ever, ever the case with me. Um, so I remember like there'd be times where, you know, people would be up there praying for me, like for like five, 10 minutes and just nothing. And like, not that nothing was happening in my life. Cause there were definitely moments where I was like, no, like this is, this is great. Like, you know, God is definitely doing something like in me, but I, you know, can't, I I don't know how to, like, express this in a way that you would want or, like, be satisfied with. So there was always this kind of, like, air of disappointment around it. Oh, they were wanting, like, a manifestation of the Holy Spirit moving, like, actively in that moment. Right. And I'm like, no, like, there's, you know, I, you know, could afterwards, like, you know, after I've properly processed the moment and everything, like, I could you know, tell somebody, like, oh, yeah, like, this is, you know, what God did, but there was never, you know, like, I was never one to shout, even though, like, I love the music and all of that, like, all of that, like, outward expression was just never, ever, ever my vibe. Um, So it was always kind of this, like, oh, like, am I doing this right? Um, And so it was nice to finally figure out, like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not broken. I'm not doing anything wrong. It's just, just how I, like, navigate the world. Yeah. Damn. I can, I, I know, I mean, for me as a people pleaser, if I was in that situation, I would be like, well, shit, I got to make something up, you know? Um, so I can imagine how that would be, that would be challenging. Um, especially when that's, you know, what you're growing up with as a young person and just expecting that you're supposed to be reacting differently than you are. Yeah. It was, it was definitely rough at times. How has your um, understanding of spirituality, like, sort of um, evolved into something that that fits you better? uh, Time and patience and uh, a lot of good music. But, um, (laughs) no, the the actual answer to that um, is honestly, like, academia. Especially, like, when I got into, like, kind of the better parts of undergrad, the middle of undergrad, when I started to seriously study um, kind of the roots of, like, Pentecostalism and, like, where it came from. Um, Because a lot of that wasn't explained to me growing up. Like, I had no frame of reference for, like, why we did what we did. I just knew that we did the stuff and that, like, it worked for a lot of people and that, you know, obviously it wasn't going to work for everybody, but there was a particular reason why it worked for us. Um, and so as I got into college, like being able to study that and be like, oh, no, here's the history. Like, here's why we do this. Um, here's like the, uh, you know, a scholarly explanation and a theological explanation for um, some of the ways that we go about like living life and stuff like that. It really helped me um kind of begin to readdress uh, a lot of the stuff that I had kind of, like, wanted to, like, brush off. It's like, oh, no, that's bullshit, like, or, oh, um, 
you know, I don't have to like think about any of that anymore because it's not relevant to me. Um, kind of made me like reconfront a lot of that. And so I would say as I got older, it, I'm, I, I would say I'm way more like Pentecostal now than I was when I was little. Um, really? Which is kind of, right, it's kind of funny given that like most of the context that I've spent my time in weren't really. Um, but it was it was definitely through like academia that I like kind of helped reengage a lot of like the spirituality that I that really does resonate with me now. Wow, that's super that's super fascinating. Books save um, lives, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you've just created the new five mantra. <laughs> Please, somebody make a patch. <laughs> Put it on can, my jacket. Can one of my listeners get on that, please? I can't be making all the merch here, okay? Put Somebody it on my Black Lives this. Matter jacket. It'll be great. <laughs> yes. So um, let's talk about um, one of my favorite topics: relationships. Um, how do you how do you navigate relationships, either like friendship or um, like platonic or romantic? Um, what difficulties do you experience, um, as a five and what kind of like unique qualities do you feel that you bring to the table because of being a five? There's a couple of questions there. So. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) where to start, where to start, where to start. Uh, I'd say first and foremost, like I, and I, I, had a lot of my friends, like, you know, later on in a relationship, like, get mad at me, or not get mad at me, but express to me their initial frustration, um, kind of because I, I didn't express things. I very much take the time to observe you, um, and, like, just, like, the process of me getting to know someone is very extensive. So it's, there's never a point where I'm, like, oh, no, like, I'm just, you know, sitting here and, like, waiting on, you know, an aspect of the relationship to change. Like, I'm always, you know, asking questions or trying to get to know somebody better or, um, you know, trying to figure out what dynamics work, what don't, what doesn't work, um, and how that affects, like, the nature of what we're dealing with and where we are, um, and I think it's helpful. It's been super helpful for me to, like, acknowledge that because then I don't get, like, frustrated with myself when I feel like I'm, um, you know, investing all of this time and all of this energy and people, like, think that I'm not doing anything. Uh, Interesting, because you have all of this, like, you have all of this analysis of the relationship going on kind right. of behind the scenes yeah and it's and it's because i do care like i trust me if i didn't give a shit like i wouldn't be trying to catalog everything from like your mannerisms to um you know your taco bell order (laughs) (laughs) oh my god we have to get into you and i had this conversation at wild goose about um facial expressions that fucked me up good because I that's always something that I have paid attention to almost to a fault but it was fascinating to hear you talk about it as a five and how yeah just just get into that for me please oh dear okay uh so <laughs> so basically I uh spend a lot of my time um Kind of like I said, I, like, you know, spend a lot of time watching and observing. Um, And so part of that observing is in, like, mannerisms and facial expressions. But not just, like, the facial expressions that you know you can control. I try to pay attention to, like, what are called micro-expressions. And they're the, um, they take place. Tell us where you learned it. I, I learned it from Lie to Me. I watched a shit ton of Lie to Me. Um, and then proceeded to go after I watched the show, like finish the show, like research it more. Um, because it's a I fucking really, travesty that they canceled that shit. It really is. Uh, I just, my heart is still broken. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, 
you know, all the stuff that you can't control about what your face does. Like, a lot of people say that they're, like, faces give away things. Those people, their faces give away even more things. Um, you know, everything from, like, your discontent in a given situation, even when you're trying to have a poker face, um, they can occur, you know, right before you begin to say something to, um, as, and it happens for me a lot, like, I have a really good peripheral vision, so a lot of times when people think I'm not looking, like, people will make all kinds of faces when they think you're not looking, which oh, is shit. wild to me. Um, Don't let Malia look you in the eyes. Uh, stop that. Uh, <laughs> and so it's, it's just really cool to, like, be able to um, <laughs> kind of cheat at, you know, knowing what people are thinking. <laughs> I love that um I love that that matters to you. I think because I love that you bring that like analytical five energy to um to a sphere that that traditionally um is kind of hard for fives like there tends to be just this aspect of sort of withholding, withdrawing, sort of putting emotional distance uh, between oneself and others that can kind of be recurring themes. Um, have you felt that, or do you feel like you've been able to to accurately, like, um, bring your fiveness to the way that you love and connect with people? Uh, I, I'd say it, like, definitely took time. Like, I... It took time for me to, like, figure out, like, what that even meant for me to, like, you know, analyze things. Because at one point, I thought, oh, like, if I'm spending all this time, like, analyzing people, then I'm not actually, like, paying attention to them. I'm just, like, breaking them down into, like, you know, subsets of whatever. Um, <laughs> right. But then I was like, wait, no, like, you know, when you when you think, <laughs> damn it. Um, so when you think about, like... Uh, I can't believe I'm using this example. When you think about, like, an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, man. You just you, went there. I, yeah, I did. I tried so hard, but I, I couldn't resist. Um, <laughs> when, you, when you think about, like, an Excel spreadsheet, like, you can look at, like, say, an individual row or, like, an individual column, and you can t it can tell you, like, one, like, a couple things, and you may be able to, like, get a feel for, like, a trend or something. But it's really only when you look at, like, the big sheet that you get, like, the big picture or a more complete picture. Um, and so I, I, it took time for me to be able to, like, take a step back and, like, zoom out a little bit and be like, no, like, I actually do know these people. Like, I actually do um, want to participate and want to, like, care for them well. And so that's kind of where all of this comes from. Mm. So I think um, one of the reasons why I was really excited to, to talk to you is because I feel like, um, you know, even though you don't have, like, whatever, five years of experience with the Enneagram, I feel like you organically know how to, um, how to integrate to eight, um, like it's just a thing that naturally happens for you. Well, it looks natural. I'm sure it's been very intentional and well thought out. Um, As but, is everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> so to that point, though, um, I would love to ask you about embodiment and how how you get into your body, how you have learned to value that. I think because with fives, there's that whole like disembodied brain dynamic where it's just like I live up here in my mind and I have yeah. no physical or emotional needs uh, that drives me up a wall it I really know it does. does which I love I love watching you call out other fives over that shit <laughs> um, <laughs> whew, how do I get in my body um, I so a lot of it uh, I, I am the I claim to be the biggest audiophile I know, um, even among the poop ton of my friends that have, like, music degrees and stuff. Like, I still, like, 
am constantly like listening and analyzing and trying to like break down and um, like acquire uh, music. And that for me has been really big um, mm. because music has allowed me to feel things often involuntarily. Um, so I have to uh, acknowledge what my body's doing or I have to acknowledge like, oh, wait, I, you know, feel nervous or, oh, wait, like, am I about to cry right now? Damn it. Okay, I guess we're doing this. And like, <laughs> I really like lean into that often whether I want to or not. Um, and I think also kind of being raised in a charismatic tradition has helped with that um, because music is has been very central to like my experience of both my spirituality and like my general personhood um, that has just increased and developed over time. What is it about music that does it for you? Um, everything. Like the, the ability, uh, so if, if we're talking about like, um, see, you already opened up a soapbox. So, um, <laughs> so if we're talking about like individual songs, like the ability that an arrangement has, um, to convey a set of emotions, uh, to a person that, you know, may not, you know, know them personally. Um, and you know, you combine that with like voices, which are a whole other, you know, set of miracles um and just the the space that it makes uh for people to express themselves in a in a way that often can't be like explained um mm. and then when you start talking about albums like uh, I, I think a lot of like themed albums like Lupe Fiasco's The Cool or um, what's an, uh, it's, uh, My Chemical Romance is The Black Parade like these these big sweeping stories that are told in like an hour and you go you can go through like the entire range of human emotion or really like grieve something with someone um, just by the way that they communicate using, you know, instruments, whether they be electronic or analog. And, um, there's that four wing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I told you I feel a lot of things. It's just, <laughs> um, we're just not seeing them. You're feeling them. Yeah. I, I have so many feelings about music. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very cool, like, um, way to get to know you know even your favorite artist and um the, the things the amount that uh of information that i can get from a person just by hearing you know what are your favorite artists like what are your favorite songs like um you know what do you listen to when you're feeling a certain way like um, malia does a whole like diagnosis on people that is truly exciting to watch because so you're fun. you're so you're so non-judgmental about it like whatever anybody tells you you're down with but you um it feels like you are using that information to really learn about them as a person and that's some cool shit it's a cheat sheet it's all a cheat sheet it's a cheat sheet you got hella cheat sheets i i do i do my my life is just one big hack like <laughs> <laughs> it's like a spreadsheet but a cheat spreadsheet don't push the metaphor <laughs> you know what it's fine it's fine <laughs> um so you know while we're just tackling really difficult subjects that probably shouldn't all be forced into one hour sounds um, great yeah, you know, as as I do, let's talk about um, presence and what it looks like for you to gain or to maintain being present in um, your current experience, in your life, in where you are right now. 
Um, so, like, actually, that's also just music. Like, I very much, um, I, I, I try to, uh, abide by life in, uh, a more, like, cyclical as opposed to, like, linear kind of structure. Um, so I, I make sure that, um, you know, whatever I'm, like, I, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this in a way that, like, actually makes sense to other people. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, for example, I um, make this playlist, like, every other month called Recently Added on Repeat. Uh, you can follow it on Spotify if you want to, actually. It's damn good. Um, and it's literally just, like, 18 to 20 songs that I, you know, have been, you know, that I found re- relatively recently, even if the music is not the freshest. Um, hell, I've put stuff from the 70s on there before. Um, but it's it's how I, you know, navigate time and space. So, like, oh, you know, I'm about to, you know, go through this certain thing or I'm about to, like, move or something. Let me... Um, you know, find some music that will put me in a good headspace for that transition. Um, let me, uh, you know, I've been, you know, down for a while. Let me kind of let myself really feel that and lean into that. Or, oh, a lot's going on in the world. Let me find a bunch of music that speaks to that. Um, and so it allows me to both stay present with myself and also stay present with the world. Um, in a really cool way that can be easily expressed to others uh, without me, you know, speaking and talking a lot if I, you know, don't feel the need to. It kind of sounds like you are using music almost as a way to override the system, as a way of like, okay, this is the headspace that I need to be in, so how you're, you're using it like medicine, essentially. Yeah, it's... It's definitely the best coping mechanism I've uh, come across <laughs> thus far. Or maybe uh, maybe more like a multivitamin, okay? Maybe not strictly medicinal, but you're just like, you're, um, you're feeding yourself that way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, y'all, like, you have not experienced playlist game until you have explored Malia's, Malia's Spotify is both a treasure trove and also an overwhelming experience. Um, <laughs> but you are you are not going to find a shitty playlist. You're not going to find something that hasn't been, like, mercilessly curated. So, highly recommend. Yeah, check it out. Uh, it's under my profile, uh, Malia Anderson. Um, the, That's the one- M-E-L-E-A. Yes. Um, and the one, like, if you're looking at the page or whatever, like, near the top is the one that I, like, change, and then because I'm myself, um, if you scroll, like, towards the middle or to the bottom, there's actually archives of all of the other playlists that I've made, um, archived by release month and year, so you can see what I was listening to, you know, March 2018, you can see what I was listening to. You know, They've like got archives! November y'all. 2017, like, it's it's a whole thing. Um, so go check those out. Let me know what you think. Um, I'm always curious about, like, how my tastes come across to others. So, yeah, hit me up. You're out of control, and I'm here for it. It's a life. <laughs> um, okay, so what is... What is the edge of growth for you currently? Where do you feel like you need to go in your like journey of self-actualization, if I can use a lot of self-help words in one sentence? The edge of growth for me looks like um, not having to override the system, I guess, to use that. Oh, um, yeah. So I, I really want to begin to um, simultaneously, like, use my head and my and my gut at the same time um like uh 
So I read this book. Uh, Henry Nowen has a book called um, uh, The Way of the Heart. And he talks about, he uses this phrase pretty consistently, like descending from the mind into the heart. Um, and, and in that context, he's talking about like spirituality. Um, but honestly, I use it in like a general sense. Um, and I really just want to like know, like how, what does it look like for me to use my intuition and my gut and also my logic at the same time? Like um, what does it look like for me to like use my brain to better live in my body and like use my body to better live in my brain, so to speak? Um, and like how do I let my body or like my instincts like help me in my pursuit of knowledge? Like I'm, I'm going to be in school for a while, so I might as well like figure out how to get these two together before I keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, though. How can I use my brain to better live in my body and my body to better live in my brain? Yeah. Because it's a relationship. It really is. Um, and I feel like maybe that's kind of lost on, you know, the average five, which, of course, you are not. Yeah, y'all, right. come on. That disembodied stuff, we got to stop that. Like, this this whole, like, oh, You have no. to feed it. You have you, to feed your body. You have you to have put to stuff in it. You have to feed yourself. Like, you can't, you know, use all of that brain power and, like, break down all this information if you're hungry. Like, <laughs> or if you're dehydrated. <laughs> like, come on, y'all. Like, drink water. <laughs> <laughs> You know, maybe maybe like go outside and and do a thing. Out Vitamin there. D is a real thing. Like the sun does <laughs> actually like you. Like I promise. I mean, not too much because you will burn. But <laughs> we're not talking skin cancer here. Just you know, just get like, outside. Be like a human. Go on, a, go on a walk for like twenty, thirty minutes. Like go have a chat with somebody. Walk to somebody's house. Like. Walk to a, like, corner store or something. Like, do something, y'all. Is that kind of something that you... Do you, like, try to sprinkle that into your life when you... Um, when you get up in the mind palace too long? Yeah. Like, most of the time when I... When, like, my anxiety... For me, like, when my anxiety is the highest and when I, like, feel like I'm, like, stressed out and, like, I... I notice it particularly when I'm, like, trying to read and I just, like, feel like I'm, like, glazing over words. I usually realize that I've been inside too long. Um, and so, like, even if I'm, like, no, like, I still have to get this shit done, I'll, like, take a book with me or, like, take my iPad with me and just, like, go outside and walk and read. Um, and it's very helpful for, like, clearing the head and... Just like giving myself, giving my literal body like space to breathe. Yeah. Um, other than music, what are your, what are your other favorite things to like nerd out and just go deep on? Like, what are your other, I'm really, I'm really just trying to get you to talk about fashion. That's, that's what oh this is. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> If you need shot. somebody to explain a suit to you, it's Malia. Listen, y'all, fashion is everything. And, like, not in, like, the, like, bougie, like, I know Fashion Week just happened. I actually just watched a show this afternoon that was real, real Of course real good. you did. I, hey, gotta stay with it. Um, <laughs> so, disclaimer, like, Fashion week and, like, all of that stuff is really just, like, the high art of the fashion world. Like, you, as the average person, should not feel compelled to wear stuff that comes out in collections during fashion week in your, like, daily, like, wardrobe. Like, that's not realistic. Don't don't put that expectation or, like, even attempt to put that on yourself. Um, How dare you? From, I want to look like high art every day, okay? And you can do that. So, what I what I suggest to a lot of people is um, fill out like feel out and find uh, what makes you like feel your best. Because um, honestly, like if you put on something and feel like you can take over the world, 
Like, that's probably what you should be trying to wear on a regular basis. Like, <laughs> I am very much, um, <laughs> I, I told my, uh, I told my friend, like, last week or something like that, I was like, yo, I want to be the douchebag of your dreams. Um, <laughs> and so, like, for me, what that looks like, I'm trying to, like, buy a new suit at the end of every semester as, like, a, war- a reward for myself for, like, doing a good job. Um, I'm very into, like, this formality um, and also, like, I love, 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 love streetwear. So blending the two of those, um, you know, I'm a big sneaker head. Like, I'm always looking at shoes, always, always looking at shoes. Highly recommend <laughs> watching, like, fashion documentaries. See what, uh, see what those designers are thinking and, like, the way that they go about designing things. And then see what works for you. Like, try some stuff on. You, ain't, you don't have to buy something every time you go in a store. Like, just go look. And try it on and see what it uh, what it does to you, what it does to the way you feel about yourself. Um, then then adjust accordingly. Like ninety percent of my wardrobe is from like a Ross or like a TJ Maxx, but I feel incredible all the time, and I don't <laughs> I don't see any reason why other people shouldn't either. I feel like um, I feel like you you always. Like, sometimes they're understated, but you always have a look. Like, you're always you're always wearing something where I'm like, okay, hello. It's just good branding. Like, at a certain point, it's literally just good branding. <laughs> like, like, the same... Good branding! The same way that people, like, painstakingly go over, like, their company logo or, like, you know, hey, like, let me make sure my business card is just right. Or let me make sure that my website is, like the fullest expression of myself, like, you should treat your wardrobe the same way. Like, What's your brand, Malia? Um, I, I've been really latching on to, like, the douchebag of your dreams thing um, recently. <laughs> but honestly, I just, I love that mix of, um, of formality and streetwear. Like, let me get a suit and get some, like, dope high-top kicks. Let me put on, like, a nice, like, button down and some like um but you know throw on some like ripped jeans and also wear like leather dress shoes like i yes come with it what the weirdness is and the fun that can be had with combining those two worlds um especially because i'm trying to spend a lot of my time in academia so that's what my life is going to be anyway so i might as well express it in my wardrobe just trying to be the hot professor. I see you. I don't know about that, but I am trying to have fun and make <laughs> s- students rethink about the way that they see their faculty. So what? Um, what is your? What's your deal with seminary? What are you trying to study? What are you trying to do with that? Where are you going? Uh, so right now I'm at Bright Divinity School. Shout out to all my all my bright homies. Um, yes. I'm pursuing an MTS, uh, Master's of Theological Studies. Um, after that, I will be PhD hunting. Um, and I just, I really like, uh, you know, the intersection of, like, religion and culture. So, like, what does uh, our faith have to say to, like, the wider culture? Um, and also, conversely, what does the wider culture have to say about the way that we do faith um, and the way that we do church? Um, because a lot of people would say that, you know, they shouldn't be intersected or can't be, um, or that, you know, culture doesn't have anything to say to the church, and I completely disagree. Um, In the world and not of it, Malia. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and so I'm no, all I, about... No, I love that you're challenging that. Yeah, so I'm all about, like, and doing a lot of that, like, in public. Um, what, are, what are the discussions that we can have... Um, in the public square that uh, that are helpful um, both on a scholarly level and just for like people on the street what um, like uh, theological or public voices are are really um, resonating with you lately um, hmm. 
so I have been definitely looking at a lot of uh, Candace Simpson stuff. Um, I think she really engages uh, engages culture well and from like a theological standpoint, but also just like as a person in the world. Um, I'm taking a class with uh, Dr. Will Gaffney right now, and it is changing my damn Wait, life. Wait, are you serious? Yes. You're, that Will Gaffney is your actual professor? I trip on a regular basis, but yes. I'm, uh, I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my mind. Uh, so that's been really fun to, like, you know, change the way that I look at, like, the Hebrew Bible um, and what it has to say about, like, not only uh, about, you know, the culture of then, but, like, um, look at, you know, how much of the Bible is people that look like me. Because um, I mm. think that that's... Uh, an aspect that has been largely ignored in a lot of like scholarship and also in a lot of like churches. Oh yeah. Um. um and who's who? Um. What? What musical artist are you obsessed with lately? Who lately? Um. Let me let me go ahead and look. I'm not gonna play myself. Uh. <laughs> I think I've listened to like three new albums this week. So uh, let me. Me. Um, Casual. So, uh, well, uh, definitely Mac Miller's uh, swimming album, Rip Mac. Um, mm. Such a such a good artist and a good lyricist. Um, and uh, definitely an, an excellent, excellent discography. Uh, if you haven't checked him out, um, check out all of his stuff. And I highly recommend listening to it like chronologically. Uh, to get a feel for that growth, because it's incredible. Um, oh, interesting. I am always, always, always uh, a fan of um, of Mute Math. Their their discography changes. Like, literally every single album sounds different. Um, and it's, it's, a been, it's been a very fun ride to be a fan of them from the get-go um been listening to a lot of pj morton lately um and uh what else i've been listening to um ariana's new album is really good when did you last update the recently added on repeat um so i'm Depending on when you listen to this, I'm either just about to or just release the September one. Um, so that's going to be dropping <laughs> soon. I am very stoked. Um, My body is ready. Yeah, I'm I'm actually very, very excited about this. Because uh, I've listened to, like, I, I've, I've intaked, or, wow, intaked, whatever. Um, I've listened to a <laughs> lot more new what music. What are words? English is made up. Uh, I've been listening to a lot more new music than I normally do in between one of these. So there's just a lot of music here that I'm actually having a hard time choosing what to put on here. Um, So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Somebody fucking Spotify. Somebody hire this person. Like, honestly, they're doing your job for you. No, but for real, Spotify, if y'all want to pay me for this, that would be incredible. Um, Hello at Spotify. I'm here. Just be real subtle about this. Waiting on you. (laughs) (laughs) What? I'm so subtle, Malia, all the time. Jeez. You don't have a subtle bone in your whole body. All right. We're moving on from you. Um, Okay, I I have... Every, every guest that I have on the show, I ask them to share an affirmation. However, before we get there, I feel like it's important to, um, I feel like it's important to talk about, I don't know, what advice you would give other fives who are trying to engage um, theology, activism, who are just like, you know, getting generally crushed by the hellhole of a world that we live in 
Um, Whew. Holler at them real quick. Um, well, first and foremost, it's a shit show out here, y'all. Please uh, take care of yourselves. Um, I think the biggest thing for me has been learning uh, that I don't have to engage everything. Um, Oof, yeah. There, it's one thing to, yeah, I want to know, you know, what folks are talking about. I want to know what's going on. Um, but there comes a certain point where you you don't, you really don't. Like, it'll be there. Like, Twitter will be there. The headlines will be there. Um, yeah. Like, the the need that you have for knowledge and uh, the way that you take care of yourself has that's a ratio um and you have to figure out what's most healthy for you um in engaging all of that there's some days where I'm like you know what it's too much whatever I'm gonna put on you know a trash show on Netflix and like not worry about it or oh I'm just gonna disappear and go hang with some people um because it'll be here tomorrow um mm. And yeah, that's that's that for me has been like the biggest balance to strike. Yeah, because I feel like I engage with a lot of fives who are just like, I have to know, I have to know everything, I have to know, even if it's terrible, the truth at any cost. Which I think there's value to that, but also like, <laughs> your poor human brain can only take so much. Right, like, really, don't hurt yourself. It'll it'll be there. <laughs> don't hurt yourself. Listen to Beyonce and also Malia. <laughs> I, I thought of the song just as I said it. And I was like, oh, wait, yeah, it's Beyonce. <laughs> it's one of, one of my favorites of all time. Um, I think, so before, before we get into your affirmation here, you said a quote on Twitter this, did you say it on Twitter? Yeah, you said a quote, a quote. That's a new one. Nice. A Twitter quote. You should keep a that. quote. You're welcome, everyone. Um, you said a quote on <laughs> Twitter this week about, um, I'm going to misquote you. Is it, mystery is fun, but knowledge is better? Mysteries are fun, knowing is better. Um, Mysteries are fun, knowing is better. Yeah. What was, was your thought behind that? I was, I was talking to a friend, um, and... They were kind of bullshitting me about something, about, like, being a mystery. And I, I think at the time I was like, no, like, I I don't need you to be a mystery. Like, I'm not trying to, like, be in relationship to, like, for you to constantly be an enigma. Um, like, being a mystery is fun for a moment, but, like, knowing and being known is better. Yes. Hallelujah. I'll drink to that. Cheers. <laughs> so what, um, give us an affirmation, Malia. All right. For the fives of the world listening with Fives, squad, homies. Um, here's what's up. Uh, your thirst and, you know, your subsequent constant quest for knowledge <laughs> is not bad like there's nothing wrong with it don't let anybody tell you that um but it is mm. what you do with that that matters uh yeah it's you can have all the knowledge in the world you can um you know be the best at whatever it is that you like felt compelled to be an expert on um but if you don't do anything with it if you don't give it away uh then what's the point give that shit away give that shit away <laughs> we are we are not here to like hoard all of this stuff like give it away teach people share what you know um use it in a way that's empowering not only for yourself but for other people what would you say to fives who um really struggle with uh Social situations, I mean, I, I feel like you're one of those fives who just, like, really easily connects with people. But I, but I know there's, there's quite a few who sort of struggle with being on the, out, on the outskirts of interaction or the wallflower at a party or, you know, just 
struggles with engaging, what would you say to them? Um, well, from one wallflower to another, um, <laughs> I, I am definitely, like, always the wallflower at parties, like, no doubt. Um, but to, to that, I say, like, find your avenue, um, because there's, there's always going to be that place that feels comfortable for you. Like, you know, if, like, I, a lot of people I know, like, spend copious amounts of time on Discord, like, you know, if you can find the community there, like, be comfortable with your online friends, like, if it means, you know, getting out, um, and being a part of an organization, and then then do that. Like, do uh, and be what is the most comfortable, and find a way to share that knowledge and share uh, share yourself with other people. Mm, I love this, Malia. Thank you so much for being here. Um, yeah, dude, this is so much fun. I know that uh, there are literally. Um, Roughly a billion Twitter crushes forming on you right now. Um, sure. I I predicted it, so it's fine. Um, where where can people find you if they want to on the internet? I am I live on Twitter at asonart one, A S O N A R T one. Um, that's also my Rafiki's ins- prodigy. Yes, uh, I'm real bad at coming up with the tw- the witty display name, so I've been that for a minute. Um, you could also find me on Insta there at that same handle. And, you know, just hit me up. You know, tell me. Definitely tell me how Spotify. You like. Definitely on Spotify at Malia Anderson. Um, yeah, I, find me on the internet somewhere. Let's, let's hang out. Um, let's talk about clothes. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about fashion. Let's talk about theology. Let's talk about all of it. I'm, I'm here. Literally, it's it's impossible to have a conversation with Malia that's not exciting. And if you're lucky, if you get a soapbox, that's that's the sweet spot right there. <laughs> you're wild. When you just go to that full like eight energy, and you're like, "Here's what's up." That's that's the good shit. It happens occasionally. <laughs> get a little, you know, we'll get a little whiskey in the situation. Hey, sometimes it doesn't even take all that. Sometimes it just takes catching me in the right mood. That's true. All right, well, thank you so much for being here, and uh, I love your face. Oh, I love your face, too. Appreciate it. This is fun. (laughs) Okay, bye.